0: Hello, and welcome to the Consumer Goods Forum's end-to-end value chain podcast series. In this series, we hear industry insights from people working towards collaborative solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Lee Green, and I'm the comms director at the CGF. But I have the pleasure today of handing you over to your host, Rudy Hagedorn, the E2E value chain director at the Consumer Goods Forum. Rudy, over to you. Welcome, dear listener, to the podcast series. Thank you, Lee, for the introduction. And we have today Miriam Molino and Brian Cluster from Stevo Systems. Hello to both. Hi. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Okay, so let's kick off. Uh, This is part two of a series. So, uh, dear listener, if you have not been into the topic, head down to the show notes and click on episode one. And now we will elaborate a little bit better and take and carry the message a little bit further. This is about data supply chains and why retailers should master their data. Question number one today is, how important is having trustworthy data right now in retail and with consumers and why? Because I guess everybody would guess that Data was always important, kind of, anyhow.
1: (laughs) It was always important. But if we take a look at the industry context today, we see a clear trend that um, retailers are expanding their value chain. So they are creating partnerships with other brands or retailers to expand their alternatives and, and incorporate new products in their assortments. They are moving into... More uh, marketplaces, um, creating new services with third parties of other partners. So, so with with um, that context and and the expansion of those ecosystem, the relevancy of trustworthy data is even greater. So, so it is essential if um, if we want to make those ecosystem work, uh, that data is is as accurate, is of high quality. Uh, because if not we will be moving garbage and and bad data from one organization to the other
2: and i would just add miriam thank you uh that consumers in the last two years have been switching brands switching retailers and they know how easy it is to do that and so they've been changing how they shop they've adopted new behaviors so they really want to go with brands that they can trust that have accurate information they have accurate information about the product accurate information about delivery times accurate information about you know what's what's in the product so retailers really need to get back into accelerating the the trustworthy of their data across the board
0: yeah thank you both thank you Miriam thank you Brian that leads us to of course the question of data transparency again um, last time we defined the term but how does data transparency actually enable retail success how are both linked success and data transparency for retail data
1: transparency brings many advantages uh, and if we we can think of many operational ones, but let me address your question in a slightly different way, moving towards the purpose dimension. So, so uh, we, we see many brands and retailers uh, uh, bringing transparency as one of their core values. And by saying we are transparent, they are saying that we uh, create open and transparent relationship with our suppliers, our partners, our employees, and, and, and our customers so, so and, and they are in, in and in the data dimension they are expanding the, the the data that they share moving far beyond product description and incorporating um elements such as um product components ingredients fabric um it's information about where the product has been manufactured uh what suppliers in in, in which countries so so um I know that um, there's been a demand from the customers of of getting more information and more transparent organization, but we really see a conscious decision in retailers of sharing information that some some, some years ago, they were not ready to share. And I think that's very beneficial for the whole value change.
2: Yeah, and you know, retailers are depending more and more on their suppliers. Because retailers in general are being asked by more constituents to report sustainability, other factors, you know, what kind of fair trade products they have. And so it's really important for there to be transparency and a link of the data from the suppliers down into the supply chain to really prove that um, the retailer has, you know has the evidence to prove that their data is, you know, they're, they're meeting, making strides in sustainability or making strides in certain types of things. So um, beyond that, they need to have visibility into the data and how it was changed over time to make sure that the data was not changed over time. So to make sure that they're trustworthy in terms of using the data for analytics, knowing that it's appropriate for the use. So there's a lot to transparency but it, it helps both the consumer as well as internally in the organization to make sure that the data is transparent.
0: Excellent. So if we look back, let's say two years, not, not for any kind of coincidence, um, there we found out some challenges and uh, you know it was maybe a due that we all had to stay at home, that shopping behavior switched, that a ship got stuck in a a channel somewhere. um, And we faced some empty shelves due to an unexpected run on certain products. And that created a kind of high pressure on most supply chains. And then the buzzwords were, of course, agile and resilient. Give it to me now. Where can I get it now? So the question would be, of course, supply chain is taking center stage. It is uh, now recognized as being the most most important thing of a company, basically, how to get the products to the shelf eventually. And how can master data, now that I have the two of you here, how can master data help create more agility and resilience in retail supply chains? Supply
1: chain areas um, have always been Super users in terms of like data consumption. So, so if we if we think about the uh, supply chain core processes, uh, so, uh, let me take for example demand forecasting, or um, stock uh, planning, or order management, or um, uh, supplier management. So, so all these processes are very data um, uh, consumption. So, 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 um, um. Right now, technology is able to provide supply chain areas with a wider um, alter- set of alternatives in terms of capabilities. And, and for example, some companies are are using uh, digital twins technology to recreate their supply chain models, uh, to analyze potential risk, and to define um, corrective actions or or Plan B actions. So, so, so um, when you move into those type of of um, um, simulations in, in a scenario analysis, the the um, the need for data is um, <laughs> I don't say, I mean, it's crucial. Uh, you cannot you cannot execute those type of approaches in order to um, identify those risks and, and take the corrective actions without data. Um, and, and of course when I say data I, I mean I talked about the quality the cleanness, cleanliness of the data, the enrichment of those of those uh, of that uh, pieces of data. So, so um, supply chain and data need is 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 uh, it's got a very uh, intense relationship. And, and, and in order to gain agility and to gain resiliency, you need to have strong data uh, capability below that.
2: And, and to make it more operational, I would just say, like, say if you had 80% of your business were made in, you know, a hundred items that made up 80% of your business, it's imperative that the uh, retailer can use master data management to build up some redundancy in terms of suppliers. So there's more than one supplier that makes up one item. So you you have that flexibility within master data management to Route uh, backup suppliers and provide some options for your business in case there's an unexpected increase in demand. Not only that, I mean, you know, I think more retailers are thinking about having multiple locations in terms of sourcing. So not only relying on, you know, North America or Asia or, or Europe, but have multiple places where your suppliers are. So you have to look across that whole spectrum. Uh, what is the most important items and then make sure you have backup plans so when things happen, you can be agile to react to it. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Miriam. That brings
0: us to the point of data exchange. Uh, Eventually, yeah, you need to capture data, you need to bring it up and down the stream. Um, So capture exchange and that leads us to something that we have seen over decades, which is building up of standards in parts of the supply chain where companies try to harmonize, I think, the, the, the uh, data exchange. So we are talking about the barcode, of course, or EDI standards, uh, things like ETIM. And how can standards support streamlined data sharing between partners? Why do these standards
2: pop up, and where do you see their biggest benefit? I could start, Miriam, if that's okay. Uh, we, we run a couple of industry groups for Stevo Systems. So we hear directly from our customers a lot, whether it's the CBG or manufacturers or the retailers. And it is a challenge to move into new markets because the standards or the expectations for retailers differ when you move into a new market. And it, it gets to be challenging to meet those, those needs. So adopting a global standard Maybe it's through GS1 or ETIM, It's really critical. So then you know what is expected. At least you need to do these seven things where your product data, or you need to do 50 things with your product data. And if everyone can agree across the table from the retailer and the CPG to do that, you reduce a lot of friction. And then you could spend more of your time building out the exciting marketing copy or, or new images that really tell the story of your product and get the, because you've already had the, the foundation already built and you can do that exchange pretty easily.
1: And I will add to that, um, standards can be very valuable and helpful when accelerating uh, certain, the the access and, and the sharing of certain uh, type of data. For example, sustainability data, uh, having um, a, a set of standards that can be shared throughout the, um, so value change, um, incorporating not only retailers but manufacturers and brand, um, can will um, uh, accelerate and 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 um, propel um, greater speed to the movement towards a um, uh, transparent sustainability data being shared throughout the whole value change.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, if we look into technology as such. You are a technology company. Um, Who who better to talk to? We see that the consumer is really ramping up, right? I mean, um, it started with the iPhone, but uh, the tools have not, they have gone better and better and better. Now we have also the intelligent assistance, artificial intelligence popping in, right? So, uh, just have to say, okay, Google, um, Alexa, hello Siri, did I forget somebody? Hello, Open Voice Network. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody is really working with it, right? So, um, what can we do with it? Um, with all of the new advanced tech and others that I forgot to mention here, uh, how should retailers best use master data to feed
2: their digital initiatives?
0: How to get to the consumer?
2: Well, I would just start with uh, some stats that we've looked up prior to this conversation. And it's not from Stevo Systems, but from other research saying that the barriers to some of the analytics is limited access to data. 39% of companies say that. And 49% of companies say data privacy and data security. And I guess when, you know, what we've really seen across many different companies is that. To really uh to really be successful in advanced tech you need to have that foundation uh, because you need to be able to share the data to the right the right data to the right people at the right time you need a data orchestration to do that to really reach the the analytics team to provide to make sure that they're using the right data they're coming to the right conclusion because they have trust in the the core of the data and essentially master data management is just business data, it's the data that runs your business, but you merge that with other data like the transactional data to drive the analytics. So hopefully that answers your question. Rudy, I'm sure Miriam's gonna add a lot of wisdom after me. So.
1: (laughs) Just um, just a note um, uh, um, to support what you've said, and it is also a cultural dimension that prevents certain technology capabilities to be widely exploded. And um, and it's the um, the fact that for many years, data were privative uh, for a specific area or department. And I think that uh, uh, we need to move forward in the understanding in that data is absolutely um, a company asset, it gotta be sure uh, across the different departments and areas. And um, the companies that are more advanced in this data usage have a, a, a clear understanding of um, the value of combining different sets of data and, and creating insights that uh, meld this uh, product with consumers, with uh locations, with suppliers. So, so the ability to share data and and, and to make it, to make the data as wide and share as possible within the organization and within the ecosystem that will add additional value to the data itself.
0: Excellent, I like that one. Data is becoming a company asset. (laughs) So here we go, take good care of it. Ladies and gentlemen, We had Miriam Molino and Brian Cluster here today. And I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Miriam, thank you so much for being with us.
1: It's been a great pleasure.
0: (laughs) Brian, thank you very much for being here again.
2: It's always great to see you and speak with you. Thank you, really.
0: Likewise to both of you. And I hope potentially in the future we come together again and maybe assess some new insights and some new knowledge you would like to share with us. I'll hand over to our uh, comms director and thank you for listening. Goodbye, wherever you are. Stay safe. Thank you for joining this edition of the E2E podcast series. To learn more about our work, visit our website at tcgfvaluechain.com. Thanks again and look out for the next edition coming soon.